From the greatest city in the world, broadcasting to fans of anime and Japanese culture all around the world, we're back after another small hiatus. It's the Extreme Anime Radio Podcast. I am JR, and he is Neff Canuck. How you doing, sir? Uh, doing well for a Wednesday, first day of the Stanley Cup Finals, uh, what we'd like to call the Natural Disaster Series. <laughs> okay. Well, Avalanche versus Lightning, you know how that goes. Have you joined the quote-unquote Colorado Avalanche bandwagon? I, I've seen the uh, the sign-up sheets that they've uh, been uh, sending out on social media. No, but what I did see was a weather report from a Colorado from a Colorado TV station. Uh oh, no chance of lightning. <laughs> I'm like, ouch! That that's bad and yet so good. I had I had to I had to call that out. <laughs> I, I I thought I was gonna get worried for Bree for a moment, but okay, that 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 was a wonderful pun. <laughs> so um, welcome everybody to the podcast. Um, we have some nice uh, new things to bring to you tonight uh, with regards to Extreme Anime Radio. Um, we'll be sprinkling in uh, some of those um, new elements as we go on with the evening. Uh, I'm sure you saw the first element when we came on the air just now, a brand new countdown clock. Um, so that's part of the quote-unquote new graphics package uh, that we've introduced. We also have, uh, as you see in the corner, now we have another browser-based uh, little video file that will allow us to share our social media platforms there that you can see on the screen. You remember, Neff, when we tried this uh, many eons ago and our voices were all like... Yeah, there was a bit of a bandwidth problem, I think there was. Hey, my CPU usage is still between 2 and 3%, so that's good. Oh, that's preferred as opposed to like, you know, 40, 50, and... I'll show you a cool new tool also that we picked up. It's called Feature Chat, uh, like an uninstall moment, yeah. So I can make uh, certain uh, messages pop up on the screen. So let's, uh, let's see if this works here. Here's an example right there. Beta, if the stinking lightning won a third cup in a row, their fans are going to be insufferable. My response, going to be... Dot, dot, question mark? <laughs> they pretty much already are. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, oh, and Liz subscribed once again. Thank you very much, Liz. Um, I guess these subscriptions don't uh, come up as a, um, as a feature uh, that I can pop up on the feature chat. But you see they go away after a while like that. And if there's something else I want to uh, pull up, uh, I can go ahead and... Uh, fire it up just like that so fancy app of course the short messages kind of don't cover the entire uh, little scroll behind it but uh, this is an experiment this is a work in progress um, as I mentioned to Neff before we went on the air um, we're more or less going to keep this layout for our podcast shows for the time being um, number one it doesn't have all the bells and whistles that the new layout's going to have and secondly, much to Neff's chagrin, you can see our faces even bigger. As I said to JR off air, well, you can have your face shown, you know, all, all in the big me. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> but uh, really appreciate your support as always. Uh, we were gone again for a few weeks. Uh, oh, hello, Mika Zelda. Uh... I got a pop-up. Now, I don't know how this works, Neff, so we're talking about new technology. I got a pop-up saying that a hype train is close. Sub, gift, or use bits now to start a hype train. What's a hype train again? Uh, you, you, you got me. I mean, I, I don't follow that sort of thing all that closely. <laughs> I'm, I'm more like going, this is, this is the part where I'm going, okay, now, now, now I've missed something. Oh, I've no. missed something. Well, unfortunately, uh, you know, if we have a hype train during a podcast, uh, uh, again, we're not going to get all the bells and whistles like you would do with game streams because 
um, we want people to hear our voices and not the ding, 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 dings. <laughs> oh, well, they're can... hearing a couple of ding-dongs, so <laughs> it might be appropriate. But anyway, um, so let me go back to uh, the reason why we were gone for a few weeks. Um, the much-delayed Alaska cruise came up. Um, and that happened uh, around Memorial Day weekend, U.S. Memorial Day weekend. I flew across the country to Seattle, saw Jerichandra, which was nice, um, and explored Seattle for a few days. Had a very lovely time in Seattle. And then my parents had to deal with flying uh, to Seattle the Friday of Memorial Day weekend when apparently Delta Airlines didn't have enough pilots thanks to, uh, I guess, uh, staffing rules. And their original flight got canceled to Seattle. They didn't land to, in Seattle until they take another flight that got in at like, uh, well, they got to the hotel at midnight. So midnight uh. the, of the night before we were to take off for the cruise. Ooh, that's cutting it close. Yeah. <laughs> so let me tell you, Neff, if you haven't been to Alaska, I would highly recommend you add it to your bucket list. It is a wonderful, wonderful trip out there. Um, we did um, we did a week um, cruising like the part of Alaska that is uh, you know that little strip of Alaska in the eastern uh, part uh, right that sits right next to British Columbia Yukon. Mm, okay, so, uh, Sitka, Ketchikan, Juneau, Huna. You've seen some of the pictures, Neff. Um, uh, some of my favorite uh, pictures were, you know, taking a look at the ice glaciers. Um, in Huna, which I saw was a very touristy destination. We didn't book any tours, but I did see that they had a Swiss-built gondola. I gave you the name of the, co uh, the company. I forget it off the top of my head. Um but it's one of the popular ones, and uh, this Swiss-built gondola goes up 2,000 feet to the top of the mountain next to where the boat is docked. So you're looking all the way down, and, uh, oh, yeah, there's the cruise ship way down there. And if you have any sort of vertigo, you're not happy when you're looking all the way down there. <laughs> Especially when they have to slow down the gondola so that people... Um, with disabilities or have need extra time can get on and off. So then you're worried, like, uh, am I safe up here? <laughs> then you're going, okay, wait a minute. Um, I'll be fine, right? <laughs> if I fall, there's snow up below me, right? <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> yeah. Um, but uh, let me tell you about one place in Seattle that I um, enjoyed before I get to Victoria. I have a story about Victoria now that I think you'll be interested in hearing, uh, you being a Canadian and all that. So, um, In Seattle, there is a little Japan square, and um, very, very nice to be there. Um, a supermarket, maybe um, comparable in size to the Mitsua that you've been to in New Jersey, Neff. Um, mm -hmm. A lot of fresh stuff there, and before I knew it when I was there... I was just starting to grab Japanese snacks and fresh food off of the counters. So that took care of one of my dinners in Seattle, a chicken, uh, or no, a pork miso katsu sandwich, just like I had in Japan, with a few onigiri rice balls, um, a pokati sweat, and uh, a can of Asahi beer. Well, there you go. You pretty much... The perfect, the perfect meal for the Japanophile. Yes. <laughs> um, so I just wanted to touch on that real quick. They also have a Kinokuniya store. Um, and uh, I got a few things from there, including something for Mika Zelda, who's in the chat. Um, I was wondering, Mika, if you by any chance have opened the package I've sent you. But uh, it is something that I think they would really, really, really like. Oh, <laughs> they got to check for that. So while, while Mika Zelda checks, I'm going to uh, explain um, what happened when we got to Victoria. 
So Victoria, uh, British Columbia, it is a big, big island that sits off of Seattle and Vancouver. Um, Victoria Island, I believe it's called, right, Neff? That's the official name, yeah. Okay. So you have uh, the major city, Victoria, there. And it's very, very beautiful downtown. I have to comment on that real quick. But, uh, yes, so our stop in Victoria is only like five hours, 7 p.m. to midnight. I don't know why it's such a short stop, but it is what it is. So first it's about 30-minute delay getting off the cruise ship for some reason. Um, And then we get the clearance to leave. Now, uh, (laughs) oh, cool, cool. Um, so, uh, before we get on the cruise, we have to fill out the arrive can documentation, which basically tells, um, the Canadian, uh, authorities that we're entering Canada. It's something that was introduced since, uh, the onset of the pandemic. They've loosened the restrictions uh, entering Canada in recent months, but, um, the premise is still the same. Everybody who goes into Canada even if it's just a f- quick five-hour stop in uh, Victoria, we have to file out, fill out the arrive can, and we have to show proof before we check in for the cruise. And they tell you you have to be prepared to show your information uh, to CBSA when you get off the cruise ship in Victoria. You should bring your arrive can, and you have to bring proof of vaccination just in case they ask for it. Okay. So... 30-minute delay getting off in Victoria. When we get off the boat in Victoria, Neff, what do you think happens? There's a delay processing you getting off the boat. Well, I don't know about that. Because when we got off the boat, there was no CBSA anywhere. Oh. (laughs) Only in Canada... (laughs) <laughs> Only in Canada would they leave, you know, an entry point completely unguarded. It's just like, eh, no problem. It'll be fine. <laughs> oh, awesome, Mika. Let me, uh, let's, well, you can see it there, but we'll just highlight it just for giggles. Thank you. I just opened the package. So I'll explain what I got Mika in just a moment. Um, but uh, anyway, so I go on the tour in Victoria. Uh, my parents and I go on separate tours. Um, <laughs> um, they probably got distracted by angry Canucks fans due to their team not making the playoffs again. <laughs> We're going to get to that. But uh, just let me finish uh, the story here. So I take the Biden Sites tour, or Sites and Bites. So it's a walking tour to downtown Victoria that includes a trip on a water taxi. Victoria, known for its water taxis, which you could take from point A to point B and to point C. Uh, I went to a few nice places, a few bars. Um, One of the bars was named after me, apparently, called J.R. Slim's. Look that up, J.R. Slim's. And um, one of the drinks I had, actually, was apparently a drink that had a cold brew coffee with uh, Kahlua and vodka. That really woke me up. If the if the concoction was as I think it would be, yeah, they would wake you up if you were dead. <laughs> <laughs> but then comes the end of the tour. So um, I want to say we ended the tour at like uh, 9.30 or so. So relative um, simple time, uh, you know, just right at sunset. Um And so the tour guide is like, well, thank you very much. Now, if you turn around back on this main street and go about 10 blocks, you will get the shuttle bus that will take you back to the port and back to your ship. So at that point, I had known that my parents had already finished the tour. They're already back on the ship. I didn't want to leave them alone, so I kind of asked the tour guide, what do you think is the best paid way for me to get back to the cruise ship? And the guy said, well, why don't you try a rickshaw? Uh, Victoria also apparently, you know, just like you would see in Japan in some of these um, old ancient uh, towns, uh, you know, a wagon that is pulled by human power, basically. Um, so th- he took me over to a rickshaw, and I asked the guys, how much would you uh, charge to take me back to the cruise ship? 
And they're like, for you, it's not even worth it because we price our rickshaws based on two people. So it probably cost you 30 or 40 bucks. If you take a taxi, which is right over there, it'll probably cost you somewhere around 10 or 15 bucks. And it, that's probably the easiest way for you to go. Okay. I still wasn't sure, so I decided to ask my tour guide. I turn around to ask my tour guide, what do you think of this? He's gone. So, and then when I turn back, no more taxis available uh, at that little area. So, I'm going to take out my phone and see what's going on and how far it is to the cruise ship. Okay, it's 9.30. All aboard is 11.30. If I were to walk back to the cruise ship, it would take 30 minutes. Yeah, I'll walk. And that's what I did. I walked 30 minutes back to the cruise ship. Oof. The first 15 minutes were beautiful going uh, past the, um, uh, the Senate building in Victoria, which is all nicely lit up and everything, uh, some nice hotels and condominiums. And then I went down the, uh, the dimly lit streets of the posh neighborhoods uh, for the final 15-minute walk directly back to the cruise ship. Mm, Victoria after dark downtown. I won't say it's necessarily unsafe. I just wouldn't do it alone. I felt safe. Well, you're from New York, okay? Nothing short of a war zone <laughs> makes you feel unsafe. <laughs> but I'm from Toronto. I mean, we all it's like, yeah, yeah. But uh, anyway, uh, those are a couple of stories, Neff, that I think you would appreciate from my recent trip. Well, I mean, Victoria is a lovely area from what I understand. I mean, I've never made it out that way myself. Mm. I do want to hit a hockey game out there at some point, if only to hear the crowds and their insane chanting. <laughs> I mean, now that they have a coach by the name of Bruce Boudreau, you know what they chant every time the team's doing well. Boo. No. Bruce, there it is. Bruce, <laughs> there it is. <laughs> Wow. That's so. <laughs> um, so the, the the item I got for Mika Zelda was a Q's Pocket, I think it's called, which is uh, kind of like a Funko Pop, but I think it's made in Japan. Uh, a Q's Pocket of Sailor Jupiter. Aha. So I got them that, and I got a Sailor Mercury for myself. Of course you did. <laughs> Which, strangely enough, Q Posket, thank you very much. Which, strangely enough, the Sailor Mercury one was a little bit more... I'm sorry to talk about prices, Mika. The Q, Q Posket for Sailor Mercury was a little more expensive than the one for Sailor Jupiter, and I can't figure out why. They know their audience. <laughs> they know what's they know going to show up. Is that what you're saying? Well, no, they know what's going to sell and what they can, you know. <laughs> so um, so that, that was my little adventure in travel. Uh, not sure what else is going to go on the rest of the year. Uh, Japan is probably a long shot for this year based on uh, the news that uh, I'm hearing. Um, and I'm sure you've heard the news, Neff, about uh, them letting tourists back into the country now, but with severe restrictions. Yeah, basically, as I understood it, it's basically you're with a tour guide basically 24-7. They're not letting you go anywhere without one. Yeah. Well, it's better than nothing, but yeah. I've I've read two extremes about the situation, and I've told you this, Neff, already. There's one that says, well, Japan is doing the right thing. They're slowly limiting people uh, for tourism back into the country. They're taking steps gradually, um, which has led them to, I think, the lowest uh, uh, COVID death count of all the major nations in the world. And they have a right to do whatever they need to in order to protect the people who live there. If you were in any other country, you would probably say the same thing. 
And then there's the other extreme that says what Japan is doing right now is sort of similar to what North Korea would do with their tours. And now <laughs> it's tough. I, I, I don't like the analogy of comparing Japan to North Korea in any way, shape, or form. Okay, that's just a little, you know, that's a little hyperbolic. Mm-hmm. But you know, they are an island nation, and if things got really out of hand, it'd get really out of hand quick, mm-hmm. right? So yeah. I can see where there's that, you know, ugh. yeah. I mean. They're opening stuff here, up here now, and now they've said, okay, you no longer need a, uh, you know, test to go into the U.S. as of, I think a few it's days this ago. Week yeah, yeah, a few days ago. Okay, so I mean that would be great because frankly I don't like having things shoved up my nose. I've had all my shots. Yes, except rabies and distemper. I never took well to those. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, so I'm like going, okay, fine. I'm just going. Yeah, I would take reasonable precautions. I mean. For example, if I'm sitting in an airplane, I probably would wear a mask because I know that airplanes, you know, like they can claim to be having their air filtered as much as they want. When I hear people sneezing and sniffling, you know, three rows back, mm-hmm. never mind the insanity of Japan coming back from Japan that time with Miss Hacken sneeze beside me <laughs> and getting me seriously ill afterwards, I think I'd be a little more, I think I'm personally going to be a bit cautious, just, you know. Right. Um, full disclosure, when I flew to Seattle, I flew in first class because I had the points to, to spend on Delta. Um, first class on the plane that I took is 20 seats, five rows, uh, four. I was the only person sitting in first class with a mask. Well, um, you know, if the airline's not going to enforce it or the airline says use your best discretion, right. you got you got to use your best discretion. I mean, All right. I you know, I I mean I use a mask, I sanitize it every day with UVC right. rays, so it's like I take all the precautions because like I said, the one time I was exposed to a client, you know, in two and a half years since all this went down, right. I end up sick two days later to the point where I sound like a squeak toy. So yeah, mm-hmm. that was not fun. Plus, we also have had multiple COVID infections in our office. Mm. So, <laughs> yikes. Yeah. Um, for the people that are extremely eager to go, no matter what, Bree says, yeah. Um, my take is uh, these are package tours. These are set itineraries, which means I've probably been to many of those places already. <laughs> I was going to say, you've, you've, you've already seen most of that stuff, I'm sure, by now. Yeah. But we're missing, we're missing so many interesting things happening in Japan right now, Neff. Uh, first and foremost, the weak Japanese yen, which I believe after today's announcement is going to tank even further. Well, I checked today, and I think the Canadian dollar is like 105 Japanese yen. Canadian dollar. Yeah, Canadian dollars, 105 Japanese yen now. Right. I'm going. Oh boy. It's like, come on. I'm almost. I'm almost willing to go on a tour, a, a forced guided tour. You know, at really? 105. <laughs> well, at 105 yen, because last time I went, it was 95 or something. That sounded about right. Yeah. So it was like. Mm. But, uh... I mean, it's like it's like the Canadian dollar versus the U.S. dollar. Although, oddly enough. I would have thought with the interest rate hikes up here, we'd start seeing a little bit of, you know, uh, easing, but not yet. Mm-hmm. But, um, so yeah, um, we're missing a lot of things. Uh, in the U.S., it's 135, I think, uh, 135 yen to the dollar. So, oof. And, well, that's as when I checked this morning before the, um, before the um, announcement came up about the interest rates. So number one is the uh, the weak Japanese yen, and uh, there are a few other things that we're missing in Japan. Uh, Neff, as you alluded uh, to me earlier today, McDonald's has a very interesting uh, food project. Yes, it's another one of their collaborations. This time they're collaborating with Mobile Suit Gundam. Blink, blink, blink. <laughs> 
but not the way you think. They're collaborating with a particular character. Char. As, as Nobel, I believe his last name is pronounced. Mm. And, and you look at the burgers, and I'm just going, okay. Most of these burgers would probably result in me, you know, being in trouble, but okay. <laughs> um, but uh, I believe uh, one of their their uh, top points uh, here is it's uh, one of the sandwiches is a double cheeseburger, but you replace the cheese with spicy cheese, and you replace pickles with jalapenos. And that's the one where I was going, great. I eat that. No, there's no, 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 no. There's no way. <laughs> Unless I have like a very large drink beside me. Yeah. And it's a fast food, literally. The name of that sandwich is Kara Dabuchi. So spicy and Dabuchi is uh, shorthand for double cheeseburger. Mm. That's just a Texas McDouble. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, and I believe uh, there's one also with uh, 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 is a chicken sandwich um, or, or a, a teriyaki chicken sandwich named after Char, the Red Comet. Um, it has smoked bacon. Uh, it has garlic, soy sauce, mayonnaise, and... Red-colored buns. Red-colored bread buns. What is this fascination in Japan with miscoloring your food? <laughs> like, they, they have this thing. I mean, they've done black. They've done red. They've done other colors. I'm just going, I'm sorry. I want my bread to look like bread. I don't want it to look <laughs> like something that, you know, might eat me at some point. And then when it comes time to to use the restroom, you don't want anything, you know, to notice. Oh, anything. I didn't. Even, I didn't want to even think about that. Thank you, Jr. Yeah. <laughs> to put it mildly. Yes, to put it mildly. Um, of course, Caldeth makes the obvious joke. Well, hold on. Let's hot let's let let's let's pop this up and use our feature chat. All right. And you can get your tongue charred. Ha 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 ha. Well, the joke was there for the taking, and someone took it. <laughs> Flax asks the question, can we get it at the U.S. McDonald's? No, there are a lot of wonderful McDonald's creations you cannot get at a U.S. McDonald's. Yes, and there are also some places where McDonald's no longer exists. Oh, yes. <clears throat> Tell me more about that, about your opinions on that. You look at it this way, I think that, you know, with the situation, I think it is good that companies, you know, no longer finance essentially what the government is doing. Mm -hmm. So that's my, that's my take on it. But I'll say this, the fact that the franchisee in Russia basically has now created a new fast food uh, thing out of the old remnants of McDonald's. Mm -hmm. So it was an alarming lack of, you know, it's like, okay, we'll just do it our way. Mm -hmm. But then again, that's what McDonald's does. They do it their way and you take it or, or you take it or you don't like it or you don't like it. Is that, that's one of the slogans, have it your way? Well, well that's, no, that's, that's Burger King. Burger King, I'm about to say. McDonald's, McDonald's, they just give it to you, the burger, and say, here, unless yeah. you, you, you scream about it first. Apparently, I think they interviewed some Russians when the new restaurants opened, and they were kind of happy with all the food, so. Well, I mean, it'll depend now, as I say, with all the economic uh, sanctions being imposed, mm -hmm. how long the Russian people will be happy. Right. That's what Kay says. Uh, Texas McDonald's would be missing the spicy cheese, but you can get a better version from Whataburger. Oh, I miss the Whataburgers. I was going to say in Texas the the McDonald the the burger would come with a with a with a side order of a cold forty five, <laughs> <laughs> and I don't mean a drink. <laughs> I read something else that's and uh, ranch too. Uh, I read something else um, from the interesting Japanese news, Neff. Um, a new dental clinic is opening in Akihabara. 
Okay, a, a dental clinic in Akihabara. Yes. This can only end one of two ways. Neither of them well. <laughs> but go on. Well, uh, so here is um, the scoop. So in the part of Akihabara, dental office is opening, and uh, the dentist who's opening his office wants to attract people who might be afraid of going to the dentist. So he offers cleaning services. Um, and let's put it this way. It's a made dentist's office. I knew it. I knew it. There was only one of two things that would be in Akihabara, and it's a made dental. There we go. <laughs> So That's what I love about Japan. They just don't care. They'll just do that sort of thing. <laughs> so according to the article I read from Sora News, um, there is a, a cosplayer who works there who also uh, is from a, works in a maid cafe and is also a licensed dental hygienist, and she can do the teeth cleanings. Well... I'll say this. I, I mean, I'm guessing it would be quite distracting, I suppose, to have a maid poking around in your mouth that might, mm -hmm. you know, alleviate your fear. Might give you a new fear, but <laughs> we can only we can only see how it would turn out. So, very interesting things that we're missing in Japan, Nev, I would have to say. I'm not sure that this would make me want to go to the dentist any more than I already do. Mm -hmm. But at least would be a little less, you know... Uh, stressful as is my case, I have to drive about a hundred miles round trip to go to my dentist. Hold on, I have a visitor. Uh oh. Just put it there. It's fine. Thank you. <laughs> the off camera visitor just drops off a package. Oh dear. Yes. The, isn't that isn't that wonderful? As long as it's not ticking. If it's a ticking package, then run. No. <laughs> <laughs> um Let's talk about anime, Neff, because this is the Extreme Anime Radio podcast. Uh, what have you been watching in your wonderful backlog of things to watch? Okay, picked up a couple of new series. Um, Love After World Domination, which I liken to Power Rangers if it's the Rita Repulsa from the Power Rangers movie. Mm. Where, you know, the main uh, MC Red Ranger, who is... Strong like bull, smart like rock. And the main female villainess who, you know, is the innocent waif who can basically punch you through a wall without even trying get together. And so far, it is this weird ride of they're both, you know, complete novices when it comes to romance. So that's one of the, the charms. The other charm is, as I say, Red, Red Ranger guy, or Red Gelato, as he's known in this, in this series... He's he is a, such an eager little beaver that he tries you know to to learn about things and it's just like his mind is like a steel trap. <laughs> Rusty and illegal in nine out of the ten provinces. It don't work so good. <laughs> now th that's uh, that's action anime I want to watch. Mm. Yeah, as I say, I think if, I think you'll find it quite interesting. Mm -hmm. uh, I do warn you that um, as I say, the believability factor. Forget it. Just. You know, oh, it's one of those. Okay, gotcha. Like I say, basically Power Rangers, but dumber. <laughs> so, yeah, that's one of those. The other one I picked up is uh, A Couple of Cuckoos, mm -hmm. which is one of those weird stories where there's a main plot and a couple of subplots going on in this, in this thing that's romance-based, mm -hmm. uh, which involves, the, of course, the trope of babies were switched at birth, and, you know, the male MC was growing, has grown up in a poor family. Turns out he is not, you know, actually their child, but is the child of a very rich family. Mm. And he's like, no, I'm staying with the family I know. And there's a whole bunch of other stuff that goes on. I don't want to try and describe it all because, frankly, it hurts my brain to try. Mm -hmm. You know, that, that's how complicated it gets. Wow. You know, and then of course there are the old stand the old standbys of Call Me Can't Communicate season two. Mm -hmm. New episode dropped today. If you haven't seen it already, 
Um, basically, I'll only spoiler this one comment by the tour bus guide. They should get married. Yeah, leave it Literal. at that because I'm watching it in progress right now. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, I'll leave it at that. But it's like, you saw that, you're just like, mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Um, and I finally finished my dress-up darling the other day, thank goodness. Now, I'm going to ask you, does it leave you wanting season season two or trying to find the manga? Ah, that's very that's a very interesting question. I think it's a, it's a little bit of a cliffhanger for me. It's it's not like some of the other shows I've watched where there is a cliffhanger or they just lose you right at a certain point like Karekano did. Um but uh but no, it it was a very sweet ending to the first season. Um and uh again, uh I think a uh a series dedicated to many fans, be it uh, um, the service uh, fan service fans, the cosplay fans. So I think uh, I think it's a series that I think everybody would like. Definitely, and as as a reader of the manga, I can definitely say that it is faithful to the source material, and the source material helps flesh out a few things that the anime, of course, because of its nature, had to sort of, you know, skate past and mm-hmm. simplify. All right. Now, is there any other content beyond where the anime ended that's in the manga, or is that pretty much where the manga ended? Well, translated, the, the manga is at roughly the same place. I see. But new books are coming, which will now go beyond. Okay. So that, that, that's what I'm waiting for. I think the newest volume is due... I want to say either July or August, because I have it on order, order from Amazon. They'll let me know, and I'll download it on Kindle. Mm-hmm. All right. So uh, very, very uh, excited to see uh, what continues to come out of the line of the Rising Sun. I wanted to touch real quick, Neff, about uh, my getting a new iPhone. I think it's time. I'm going to upgrade to the one I think you have, which is the 13 Pro Max. Um, I've been reading, well, I saw the Apple WWDC the other day, and um, for the reasons stated uh, in uh, that little um, conference, or presentation, if you will, uh, I think it's in my best interest to probably jump up to the 13 Pro Max, or the, the newer model sooner rather than later. Well... I actually just bought the new iPad with the M1 chip mm. because, and I'd bought this before the WWDC, and I seen and I've seen the presentation. I'm like, yeah, there are a couple of features that they might have to limit to the latest iPads mm-hmm. because they'll be very processor intensive. I mean, the the old one I just traded in was chugging along mm-hmm. with certain apps now, so it's like, yeah. It's at the point where it's like, okay, you got to give the, the, the apps the horsepower they want. Otherwise, you'll just be waiting a while. Right, right. Uh, the writing is on the wall about the lighting connector. Yeah, I heard about that. I'm prepared for that. Uh, probably the next iteration or the one after that of the iPhone is probably going to have USB-C by direction of uh, the European Commission, I think. Yeah, because Apple would rather just, you know, switch over than have two separate models. I mean, they already have separate models now because of the 5G issues. Right. Between Canada and the U.S. There are Mm. certain models of the iPhone you can't get in Canada because of the way the U.S. FCC set out the 5 gigahertz uh, bands for telecommunications Mm -hmm. versus the differences in Canada. All right. Uh, But uh, continue what Kay said. This is where kind of Neff and I differ a little bit when it comes to iPhone technology because I'm sure you've heard us say this several times in the past. Neff likes to get the latest technology when it comes out, and I like to uh, stick with the tried-and-true technology that's been around for a while. Well, to be to be fair, I mean, I've had to slow down. I, know, I no longer do every year upgrades. It's more like every two. Right. And generally, it takes, you know, a feature to make me go, okay, now it's time. Right. I mean, would I go from a 13 to a 14 just for the connector? 
I have enough wireless charging pads in the house that I don't really need to. Right. I, I'm not too worried. And my car has a wireless charging pad, so. Right. You know. No, I think I, I, I I'm gonna commit myself to the 13 Pro Max. Uh, just uh, again for a lot of the reasons, there are a lot of security, privacy things that are coming up in the new iOS. That I think would be beneficial. Um, mm. There's also going to be uh, Apple's version of uh, LastPass, which I think are, they're calling it Passkeys, right, Nev? Well, that's actually meant for. This is not just Apple. This is supposed to be a cross-platform mm. uh, itineration, which may or may not make a service like LastPass obsolete. I don't know yet. Mm-hmm. I mean, as a, as a faithful LastPass user for a number of years, I can tell you LastPass has saved my bacon more times than I care to count mm. because yeah, yeah. I, know too ma- I have too many passwords and too many PIN numbers, and it's like, mm-hmm. no, this cassava melon can only hold so much mm-hmm. before it goes... Right, right. But... Uh... No, the reason I'm bringing that up is that Neff pointed me to a story also on Sorter News about uh, an interesting group of people trying to get phone upgrades, but they, you know, they probably can't. Well, not only can't they, they can't even stay on what they have because the government is in the midst of shutting it da- the service down that they're using. Hmm. That's- now... For those of you wondering about what group of people we're referring to, I'll let JR explain. Yes, remember those uh, the games I used to play from Sega where you operate in, in the dark depths of the underworld? Yeah, they're Yakuza. <laughs> yep. And apparently a lot of them, correct me if I'm off enough, a lot of them still have the older style phones. Because yes, they have be- been put into contracts um, when they got them, like, like long-term or whatever. Well, not long-term, but uh, they're, they're, I guess they're not keen on re- re-upping on the contracts. Well, no, the problem is the Japanese government passed a law, I think it was in 2011 or something, mm-hmm. where you can't use the proceeds of crime to enter a contract. Mm. So here's the problem. These Yakuza with their flip phones, they can't get a new phone because unlike in multiple other countries, as far as I understand, Japan does not allow you to buy an unlocked phone, mm. meaning you can take it to any character, any carrier whatsoever. Right. So problem becomes for Mr. Yakuza with lots of money that I want to get a new phone. Well, you must enter a contract. Okay, fine. But you are Yakuza? No. You are not getting contract. <laughs> now, existing contracts, I think, will still be honored, which means they would have to renew the contracts and get, like, a quote-unquote similar type of phone to what they have now. I think that's the way they can get around it. But as the problem is, as Neff is explaining, um, at some point, a lot of the phones are... Uh, older, which means they don't have 4G, 5G uh, LTE technology. They have 3G, which is as high as those phones are going to go. And Japan is going to phase out 3G, much like I think they're phasing out uh, that around here too, if they haven't already. Yeah, in fact, that's actually caused a great deal of problems in the U.S. and in Canada to a lesser degree for connected vehicles. That, you know, the first few connected vehicles that relied on 3G, 3G technology. If the 3G, 3G technology gets decommissioned, guess what? Your smart car is now a dumb car. <laughs> it w- wouldn't affect you, would it? No, because mine was a 4G LTE, so I'm, I'm okay there. Good, good, good. Uh, but yeah, I wouldn't, be, I wouldn't be happy to spend, you know, ungodly amounts on a car and be told... In less than two years. So guess what? Your car is now going to be rendered brain dead. <laughs> to which I would reply, no, no, no. The driver is brain dead. The car can't be. Mm-hmm. Get, the, get it right. Right. So, uh, so yes, the Yakuza in Japan, uh, I just read it up. Uh, contracts prior to 2011 are still being honored, and they're going to try to write them out as long as they can before they have to figure out their next steps. My guess 
is they're going to have to try and find proxies to get these phones, but I don't know how, at least mm. not the way the law, at least, at least not the way I understand the law to be written mm. and the way that Japan deals with their cell phone service. I mean, last time when I was in Japan in 2013, it was quite the adventure actually to get a SIM. You had to actually, you know, go to a particular place in the airport. You had to sign a bunch of paperwork that you weren't going to do anything illegal with it. And it's right. just like, oh, boy. Although I didn't get a, a SIM at the time. I think I got just a, one of those little uh, boxes, right? Just a mobile hotspot. Right. Rather, rather than a SIM because I really didn't want to try and open my phone at that point. But right. Um, with the eSIM, it might be different this time if I go. Yeah. Now that's why I was going to point out the 13 Pro Max. This is what I just recently learned about it. Now it has eSIM, which means no more SIM cards. There is a space for a SIM card if you want it, but a lot of the carriers, or the major ones around here in North America, have gone to eSIM. Um, and there is a capability now that if you find a deal overseas with a telecommunications company or maybe a company that caters to tourists that might be more cost-effective for you or better in the wallet then um, you can uh, go ahead and sign up for that and either install it into your phone or add a second eSIM and have two lines on your phone at the same time. Yeah, two lines of phone and two different sources for data, which is the, which honestly is the real thing. Because, I mean, when you're overseas, you're not spending a lot of time phoning people. Exactly. Right? You're spending time going, okay, how do I get here? How do I say this? Right. How do I not get arrested? <laughs> <laughs> but uh no, so I'm I'm probably going to get that set up uh maybe by next week. I should get a good trade in value for the one I have now, so hopefully it won't uh you know, hurt me and it uh will uh just uh hurt me wallet-wise anyway. And uh maybe I can get it uh paid off quickly and uh then maybe I can invest in the in the newer technology will probably be out by the end of the year. Yeah, speaking of newer technology, um my laptop which is only I bought this thing in 2018. Mm -hmm. I would have thought a, a 2018 i7 class processor wouldn't basically be choked out by a Zoom call, but mm -hmm. basically it is. Right. So I'm looking at new ones, and I'm going, hmm, bunch of different options. And then I see a company called Frameworks. Hmm. They, they, they produce a laptop that they are saying is upgradable, meaning that everything about it is upgradable, from the keyboard to the processor to the memory mm -hmm. to the screen itself. Mm -hmm. And I'm looking at this, and I'm going, hmm. Because they did keep their promise because... When they originally produced them, they produced them with the 11th generation uh, Intel processors. Okay. Now the 12th generation are out, and that's what they're producing for their newest models, but they are offering upgrade kits for the people who bought the 11th gen. So mm -hmm. if they are sticking to that, because I, I just don't like the fact you buy a laptop and then three, four years down the road, it's a doorstop. <laughs> Uh, my, uh, my laptop is almost that old now, the Dell G7, so, um, Ooh. I was able to get, uh, some more, um, a new hard drive swapped in to replace the SSD, um, so I think when I come back from my summer sojourn, uh, that's what I'm probably gonna do. Probably before I go upstate for a couple of months, I'm gonna upgrade my laptop to Windows 11, um, and then when I come back, I'm probably going to get a bigger hard drive for this computer. Since this computer is AMD-based, uh, I may uh, up my CPU. I've got a Ryzen 3. I'm probably going to bump it up to a Ryzen 5. Um, and, then, um, and then, you know, that'll probably be the next big upgrade that happens to this one. It'll probably help me out as I play some more intensive games here. Mm -hmm. I mean, like I said, I, I was just floored that, you know, a 2018 7th generation Intel processor basically gets a Zoom call and becomes a tinker toy. Right. Japanese snack boxes coming in the near term. I do have one that I've yet to open, so maybe next time we do a show, uh, we will have a little, little snack box 
taste testing again if you'd like. We can certainly arrange that. Um, but we may also have some other news to share with you in one or two weeks' time. So we've uh, explained to you already what's going on um, with regards to our look, which we're going to use for our game stream here in just a little bit. You're going to see the changes. Um, the other change, well, not much of a change to be honest, but um, to, put, uh, to make a long story short, um, we're going to get a new mascot for XAR. Uh, Sarah Yoshida has been around for such a long time. I want to say since 2008. So the Sarah Yoshida character is almost 15 years old now. Yeah. So, uh, oh, we're going to switch Sarah while we're talking about <laughs> new mascot. Okay. You wish is my command. So... We're going to make her look shocked at this announcement. <laughs> 2011. Okay, I adopted her after, I le after you left the station. But I created her in 2008 for the side project. So I think it's from 2008. Um, so yes. Uh, and the reason Mika Zelda is saying she's getting a friend. Yes, that is the plan. Because Mika Zelda has been working on this new mascot with us. Uh, over the last, really, I would say the, the last year or so, but really over the last few months, um, we decided that, um, well, basically I decided, and I've, I've spoken to Neff, I've spoken to Liz, and I've spoken to a few others, including Mika, who has helped me so much in the last few months and weeks with this. Uh, will she have the new hair, car, car hair freshener smell? <laughs> That oh new boy. Smell. Oy. <laughs> but, uh, you know, Sarah was created for um, what we did back then, um, the side project and Extreme Anime Radio as an internet radio station. I'm sure the same reason that Keiko was, um, uh, uh, came up with by, um, by uh, Keiichi-san. But with what we do now, which is mostly streaming, we decided that it was time now to introduce a character uh, that we felt would be better suited for what we do presently. So that is basically the announcement for now. Uh, in about a week or two, maybe next week, maybe the following week, um, is she plastic now? Am I just taking a Barbie? <laughs> Bree's asking questions now. No, um, in a week or two, we are going to uh, formally introduce this new mascot. Uh, we have some material prepared. Uh, we're just waiting on a few more things. But, uh, yes, Sarah is going to have a friend. Sarah is not going to go away. Um... In fact, uh, we've mentioned before, this new mascot will probably be a friend of Sarah's, maybe a rival of sorts to Sarah, um, or with Sarah. So, Sarah is going to be sticking around. Come on, Barbie, let's go party. You know, I heard that on the radio today when I was listening to Sirius XM. <laughs> And now, okay, so that's what you use Sirius XM for. There we go. PDM, can, uh, I'm not going to say what Beta just said. I mean, come on. Whoa. Okay. All right. Let's go back to the new mask for a second. <laughs> the closet door just rattled again. Yeah. So I want to show you guys. Uh, this is the latest artwork of uh, Sarah Yoshida done by Al Neko-san from Brazil. Brazilian artist. Uh, very popular, and we were fortunate enough to work with her on this Sarah artwork. So this is going to be the last Sarah content uh, that you're going to see for a while because, um, like I said, in the next week or two, we're going to be introducing the new mascot. And while Sarah is not going to go away, um, we are going to be focusing more on this new mascot um, in the months ahead. We still have some other Sarah 
projects planned. I know there are a few cosplayers who still want to cosplay Sarah, and they have plans to cosplay Sarah, so uh, you'll be seeing those. But um, we will give a new image to Extreme Anime Radio, I believe, when this new mascot is introduced. Um, so I'm really looking forward, and I think all of us are really looking forward to introducing this new mascot to you when the time comes. So, Caldeth, that was the news. Um, I read your Discord message. Uh, you thought it was going to be bad news. But I think this is, uh, you know, optimistic news as a way to kind of move forward with what we do. Uh, your thoughts, Neff? Your timing is impeccable, sir, just as I'm, you know, taking a drink. <laughs> well, as we evolve, so should, uh, you know, what we do and, you know, the characters that we use. And with this new character, we'll be evolving, moving forward. Mm -hmm. And I'm curious to see how it all turns out. So uh, please stay tuned uh, for more information. I'm probably going to give some more details in advance to uh, members of the Sarah community, artists and cosplayers, um, as well as the supporters on our Discord. Uh, so if you want to go to our Discord and become a supporter, we have a channel there where you can learn more about being a supporter. Um, so how do you get to our Discord? You go to our link tree, and that will take us, I think, to our closing commentary. And this screen is going to stay the same for now. <laughs> if you have any questions, concerns, compliments, or complaints about this podcast, or anything you see on Extreme Mind Radio's Twitch streams, drop us a line at ExtremeAnimeRadio at gmail.com or go to our social media pages, linktree.com forward slash anime radio, which will get you our Facebook page, our Instagram account, our Twitter account, our Discord server, and our YouTube channel. And don't forget, archived versions of this podcast are available at anchor.fm forward slash anime radio and other streaming platforms. So uh, I will pop up uh, what Kyle just said. I am relieved and pleased. So um, I think this news is serious enough to warrant like an official announcement. Um, so we're looking forward to sharing this news with you. Um, and there will be a, one more hint uh, to the character, which I'm going to explain when we start our next stream, which is the continuation of the original Phoenix Wright Ace Attorney, which we started last week. So um, we will proceed to that now with our new look that you're going to see here in a few minutes. In the meantime, uh, for the podcast, for Neff, I'm JR. Thank you for watching. <laughs> and remember, keep on looking out for the Extreme Mario podcast and don't forget to check out our archived podcast at anchor.fm forward slash anime radio and other streaming uh, streaming platforms good night everybody good night and uh we'll see you next time and before i i, I cut the podcast out keiichi-san says in the chat it's me i'm the new chat i'm the new character keiichi-san is the new character sure no i'm not gonna do it i'm not gonna do it i could do it but i'm not gonna do it <laughs> <laughs> good night everybody K is the returning grandpa.
Thank you.